Welcome to Soul Food Sunday. This is where you will unlearn how to defeat those nasty thoughts, how to conquer your mind, figure out how to take advantage of your zone of genius, and how to navigate in your blind spots. Ultimately, how to succeed at being you with thinking just a bit better. So I'm your host, Korea. Rhea, if you love me, let's go ahead and let's grow. Hey guys, welcome back to Soul Food Sundays. And you have me, Korea, as your host. And I am so excited. We have someone special here. Um, who are you? Tell hey, me y'all. Hey, y'all. It's Brie, Brianka. I am a launch strategist for solopreneurs. Um, and basically what that means is I help women who want to pivot from corporate careers that they hate to offers that they love using proven launch and marketing strategies. So I'm super excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm, I'm glad to really have you. I mean, what are you really doing to, like, what, what is your main focus when it comes to, or your heart drive when it comes to, like, impacting women? Like, yeah, yeah. So for me, it's definitely about um, creating space. Um, like one of my core values is that everyone I encounter that they feel seen, served and safe. Mm. Um, and when I was in corporate America, you know, one of the things that I struggled with was that I didn't always feel seen, served and safe. And I think also like a lot of my like gifts and talents I've, I've kind of like hidden, um, under like the corporate veil. And when I encounter women, they always have these like crazy gifts these things that they're so good at Mm. and they want to leverage them they want to build businesses that they love and they want to make more money and have additional streams of income but they don't know like where or how to get started and because I did it because I know a lot about marketing I've always felt like I should use though my gifts and my talents to like serve them um and like being able to see women literally like change their lives because they have more access to money or to bigger and more engaged communities and they are showing up as the expert that they are and they're leveraging their skill sets and they're just like showing up it's the best thing ever Mm. okay okay um now when we're talking you just actually went into it that was actually my next question what does the big leap look like because you seem to be like one who likes stability so how did fear show up like what did yeah. that look like? yeah so when I quit my job so I recently quit my job in July to go full-time in my business congratulations uh, thank you uh it's been a crazy six months uh, listen um and so when I made that decision like when I made that big leap I did not know what I was doing. Um, when I had started, when I started 2020, I said, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to go full time. But I said that I wasn't going to do it until October. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going to have $20,000 saved. I was going to, I don't know. I was going to pay off all of my debt. Like, I don't know. I had these just crazy, unrealistic expectations that about what that leap was going <laughs> to look like. Um, and then as we like went through the year and with COVID, I ended up getting into this like major depression. I was so unhappy. Mm-hmm. Um, and waiting until October just felt unrealistic. Like it just kind of felt like I was suffocating. Like if I stayed that I literally just would lose it. And so I quit. <laughs> 
Um, and a lot of times like people like think that like I just woke up one day and quit my job, but like I had been talking about quitting for a year. Um, and the day that I actually like submitted my letter of resignation, um, it had been a little bit longer than a year. I would say where I had been thinking like, dang, I think I want to do this full time, which was interesting because I never wanted to go full time. Really? And no, like, no, I grew up, my parents, my dad was an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and seeing him, like how hard he worked and all the things he did to like build his businesses and the hiring, the teams and firing and all of that. I never wanted that. I wanted a check. <laughs> I wanted stability and security. I, I wanted to work nine to five and to be left alone after that. Um, I wanted boundaries. I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. So it was interesting to even make that pivot because it just wasn't a part of like the vision that I had for myself. But once I finally like gave my letter of resignation, I knew that like I had did, like I had walked into my power and I had did the thing that like I needed to do and I did not do it perfectly, Mm. right? Like I did not have $20,000 saved. I did not um, pay off all of my debt. Like I didn't even, I had like clients, but I wasn't, I hadn't got my business to the point where I had replaced my salary just yet. Like I was still kind of like getting the train onto the tracks, let alone it running but I did it. Um, and then I think it's something about having your back against the wall and knowing that you don't have any other option, but to make it work. I made, I made that, I made it work. Um, and it was the best decision I ever made. Wow. So let me ask you this. So what does, so when you're talking about the transition, right. Um, and going from the transition to, um, things are not stable. I need stability. I need security, which means you need to implement right? So what does implementing look like in real time? What does that look like? Because if you have, if I'm like looking to quit my job, but, or I just quit and I'm like, what does, what does that look like? Yeah. So for me, it looked like doing the work. Like, I think, I think a lot of times we, we know what, we know what needs to be done. We just don't do it. Mm. We make up all these excuses. Like, I know I need to post on social media, Mm -hmm. but I don't have good pictures. I only have pictures from my phone. So instead Mm -hmm. of me posting what I have, I'm not going to post nothing because that makes so much sense. Or I know I need to send an email to my list, but I don't know what to say in an email. So instead of of sitting there for 30 minutes to think about what you're going to say in an email so you can Mm -hmm. send it and get the clients that you need, Mm -hmm. you don't say anything. Mm -hmm. Um, you, You are so focused on being perfect that you do nothing. And, you know, when you don't have, when it's your livelihood, when you don't have any other option, perfection is irrelevant. Mm. Perfection is a, is a barrier. Say that one more time. Perfection is a barrier. Yeah. So let's talk about missed opportunities. Maybe. How has that shown up for you? Yeah. So I don't. I, I operate from this space that uh, what's for me is mine. Mm-hmm. No one can take anything from me that's mm-hmm. for me. Um, so I don't, I don't believe in missed opportunities. I believe in delayed opportunities. And okay. I think that you delay your opportunities when you don't show up, when you're not authentic to who you are, mm. and when you don't 
show up because the thing is is that there are so many people attached to your success Mm -hmm. who are literally waiting on you okay you delay your success you delay their success Mm -hmm. you delay like God's mission for you when you don't show up because you're waiting on perfection because you're waiting until you can afford the five thousand dollar photographer because you're waiting until you have the the perfect CRM and you have like girl you're not gonna have nothing if you don't start (laughs) facts facts so I mean have you ever felt like that you've dealt with that before or do you feel like you know just working with women like that just seems to be like a common issue that you see over and over and over again yeah so I think it's a little bit of both like I used to really struggle with perfectionism Mm. like crippling perfectionism wow Um, and then one of the things I realized was like it was like it was at this point so at one point in my business like after I quit I was like Dang, I really want to move into coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've worked on all these national nonprofits. I've worked on these political campaigns. I've worked in small businesses. I've been in digital since I was a kid. Like, I'm literally an expert at this, but like, there are other people on the internet who are revered as more of an expert than I am. And like, I want to be revered as an expert. Like, I want people to, to know that I know what I'm talking about. Right. And I just kept feeling like, dang, nobody, nobody knows I'm an expert. Like nobody, nobody knows that like I'm really good at this. Mm. And then I sat and I looked at myself and I was like, because you don't talk about it. <laughs> because you don't talk about it. Like you so worried about whether or not the caption is going to be perfect. Do we got all the, 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 the 30 hashtags? You're worried about the wrong thing. Mm. If you want them to know that you're an expert, you got to be an expert, friend. You got to talk about it got it and so from there it was just like I stopped overthinking Mm. like I would just post it and it could if it had spelling mistakes I would go back and fix the spelling mistakes when I saw them Mm -hmm. if the picture was off center or whatever it just is what it is (laughs) (laughs) Like, like I just I had to I had to stop caring about perfectionism in order to show up Mm. and for me that was like the biggest thing like I I had all these visions of things that I wanted but I wasn't creating space for me to have them because I was allowing perfectionism to be my barrier Mm. and I feel like because that was my issue and because I overcame it I've been able to help my clients overcome it too like one of the things my my accelerator girls will tell you all the time is my favorite line to them is just like just post it just post it just put it out there. Right. If it's wrong, we'll fix it later. Because here's the thing. If you post something on January 14th, between January 14th and February 1st, you're going to get new followers. So if you post it again and you post it the right way, now we got even more qualified people seeing it. But I you can post it the first time. Why did I never think about that? I always, I always feel like almost like wearing the same clothes. in the in where- <laughs> Baby, look. If I wore the dress, I'm gonna wear the dress again. You, where you think the dress went? It's still in the closet. I can still fit it. I'm finna put that joint on. I got a problem. <laughs> you helping me? <laughs> Listen, y'all crazy. We crazy. I'm trying to tell you, like, we are. We my um one of my clients today. She was like, I be making up imaginary rules, and in my brain, I'm like, that's exactly what we be doing. We crazy. Like, we really think like, oh, I'm a I'm a per, I'm a pay um. I'm gonna pay all of this money for these photos, but I'm not gonna post the photos until my website done. My website not gonna be done for three months. 
You finna sit on $2,000 pictures for three months? No. Why? For what? Girl, if you don't post them pictures and post them again when the website go live. <laughs> like, Absolutely. it's good. No one is paying that much attention to you. Quick question. Mm-hmm. Making up your own rules or sticking to a concrete plan? Uh, rules are made to be broken. Okay. Why? Because who, who said it was a rule? It's only a rule if everyone agrees. If I don't agree, it's not a rule for me. Mm. Like, you, you said that the perfect way to do this thing was in these steps. Cool. Mm-hmm. But if I, if I find that there are different steps or if something feels better for me or something feels easier for me, we thought that riding on horses was the only way to, to travel. And okay. then we found out about cars. Okay. Was we supposed to stick to the rule when we had new information? Okay. No. Innovator. Exactly. What does that word mean to you? Brianka. <laughs> what if you, what if you, what if someone, a woman is like stuck in, stuck, doesn't feel like that she is an innovator? Oh, like, I think that. Discover. Do you feel like everyone has a little bit of innovation in them? Like, what do you think about that? I do. I, I think that all of us have a little bit of an innovator in us. I think that the thing that separates visible innovators from hidden innovators are that visible innovators were not afraid to make a mistake and look silly and hidden innovators because they have perfectionism you know they don't make the mistakes to figure out how to do something better and i personally think that like you cannot get to any form of greatness without making mistakes like when people be like there is no shortcut to success what they don't tell you is that the shortcuts are all of the, the, the steps from here to success are all of the mistakes. That's how you learn. Like if you're not making any mistakes, you are not learning. Like you're not challenging yourself. And I'm saying that as a person who like making mistakes is not easy. It's very challenging, mm-hmm. but I just want to make the mistakes and get it over with. So that drives me into my next question. Three mm-hmm. hard truths about entrepreneurship. And even in this journey, even Mm -hmm. being doing like both, like even working your nine to five and pursuing Mm -hmm. um, and having clients on the side, like, like what are just things that you've experienced to be like, "Mm, no, that one, that one. Yeah. So the very first one was that I thought that like when I went full time that I was going to be able to talk to like my friends and my family about my business and they was going to understand. And that's why. Like, unless they're an entrepreneur, they they don't understand. And when I would like get frustrated with them because I felt like they didn't support me or they didn't understand, you know, it's kind of just like, they, it's not that they don't support you. They don't understand because they are not, their vision is not your vision. And you're actually hurting yourself and them by, by forcing you both to feel like they have to understand this thing when what you could do is invest in a village of people who do understand Mm. and understand what the boundaries are for the different people who are in your life because people serve different things for you you know like there there is no one person who does who provides everything for you that you need which is why it's important to have different friends and to to really build community because that community will pour into you in different ways Mm. that you may not even know you need it Mm. so that was like the first like hard truth was like 
I'm calling home to my best friend about my business and then I'm frustrated because I feel like she's not as excited as I am. <laughs> so now I'm discouraged because I feel like, oh, dang, maybe this wasn't that big of a deal, but like she just don't understand. Absolutely. Um, I think another hard truth was I just really thought like, oh, I'm going to quit. I'm going to go full time and I'm going to have all these boundaries. I had nine, like zero boundaries. Um, I'm letting my clients text me. I'm letting them call me. Like, I'm not eating. I'm not drinking water. I'm like, I'm not doing any of the things to take care of myself. And no one ever talks about that part. Mm-hmm. Like the hustle of trying to figure it out. And like that while you're trying to figure it out, it just be messy. <laughs> you just, like you just got to suck it up. <laughs> like we're the mess, right? Yeah, like, ain't no point in being burnt, like, beat down because you ain't have eight glasses of water. Girl, did you get a glass in? Congratulations. We gonna try again tomorrow. That sounds like motherhood in the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) For real. (laughs) Listen, like, um, and then what would I say the last truth, the last hard truth was? Oh, that, like, I don't really feel like like, I, I think a lot of times we, like, look to these coaches and we look to experts and we feel like, oh, this person, they made a million dollars. They got all of the steps. They know everything. Right. And a lot of times, like, yeah, they made a million dollars because they did not quit, not because they know everything. Mm-hmm. And so you're comparing, like, your very beginning to their middle. Right. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, so, and it's, and it's okay to it's okay to like love people and also like remove them from the things that you see every day. If they trigger your feelings of comparison, mm. like, because you, you, as you're trying to build a business, like you have to serve yourself, which means like you have to be filled up. So if you're going on your Instagram and you're following all of these people who you want to be like, yes. or who you are like, dang, every time I see them, they got it all together. They're da 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 da. And this is like, crippling you then you should unfollow them Mm -hmm. you should move on and do the work for yourself first and then later come back when it's when it doesn't feel like a competition when it doesn't feel like comparison because you got to be focused on your own path and your own journey and it's hard to do that when you're looking at the side to see what somebody else doing facts facts um what about work ethic can i get it out work ethic (laughs) Work, work, <laughs> work ethic. Work yes. ethic. What does that look like? Because you talked about boundaries, but at the end of the day, there has to be a level of work ethic. Because even in I, I, when I was looking, um, you said you quit your job in July. Um, you didn't have many clients, but you still made six figures. Talk to me. It, it, it it's a little science in that. <laughs> It's a little science in that from going from girl, I didn't know to making six figures in six months. I mean, (laughs) and then generating your clients over $200,000. Like, (laughs) let's talk about it. Listen, so I think a big part of that was, um, I ain't quit. Like I, I knew, I knew what I didn't know and I asked for help. Um, but then also like I will sit at my computer for 16 hours a day. And not saying that that's the healthiest thing because I don't think it is, but it was like what I had to do Mm. to make sure that like my clients were served and I was building a back end of my business and I had everything I needed to teach and to show up and 
you know, it took a long time for me to figure out that system of in that balance of how much do I give to my clients and how much do I give to myself? And I still don't think I figured it all the way out, right. but I've never been afraid of hard work. So if the deadline is on Wednesday, then we got to get it done on Wednesday. Right. And whatever that means is, you know, what, what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like, Sometimes when we go into entrepreneurship and we go into owning our business, we get so wrapped up in like, I'm the CEO. Like I own this business. I can, I can do, I make the rules. I can do whatever. But like, really the invoices make the rules friend. Whoa. Say that (laughs) one more time. Who makes the rules? The invoices. Like, friend, you got to go where the money resides. So if ain't no, if ain't no invoices in the account, you can't really close down your computer. Like you got to go get some money. You got to figure it out. You sleep and you ain't got an invoice pay. It ain't going to work. So that's like, when I, when I think about like work ethic, I connect that back to like, what is the data telling me? You know, what, what are my numbers telling me? Like, am I seeing what I need to see to, in order to hit my goal? Mm -hmm. And if not, then we got to put in if not then we got to put in a little bit more work mm-hmm. um and if we are like let's say we we looking at the numbers and we see we on track to to surpass the goal we got to move the goal a little further down to make it a little bit more challenging so i can capitalize off of my momentum yes. a lot of times like when we make goals we not looking at it on a day-to-day or week-by-week basis to see where we are in comparison to that goal to see how how close we are to hitting it or if we surpass it if you surpass your goal on the 15th of the month your goal was too small you need to change the goal friend um and one of the reasons i was able to hit six figures in six months was because i kept changing my goal once i made five thousand dollars the goal the next month the goal was hit 10 once I hit 10, the goal the next month was, cool, we finna hit 15. And I'm not saying that every time I set my goal, I hit it. Right. But the goal got set. So if I ain't hit it the first month, the second month we was hitting the goal. Mm. And I feel like because of that, I never let up on myself. Mm. Like it was never like, oh, cool. We hit 10,000. That's it. We gonna chill. Cool. I can, if I can hit 10, I can hit 20. What we got to do to make that happen? Wow. Um, As a launch strategist, what does it really take to to really, I mean, in a nutshell, Mm -hmm. to launch successfully? Because I was reading your post and you were like, you think, you know, posting here and posting and, you know, hitting somebody up in the DM and because that's one of my favorite strategies because i'm back on the sales right uh-huh. so i'm hardcore telephone listen dial. Mm-hmm. um so i'm like i thought that was i thought that was it <laughs> <laughs> oh so so actually that's a tactic okay tactics, so when you think about um like how do you like achieve your goals right Mm-hmm. A tactic is a part of a strategy. So yeah. typically when you have a strategy, that strategy is comp- is comprised of, you know, like three to five tactics. Mm-hmm. And 
when you think about social media as a strategy, then a hashtag is a tactic that you use to deploy the strategy, which is social media. Got it. So in the DMs is a tactic that you use to deploy your social media strategy. Got it. So when you think about launching, your launch strategy or whatever, right, isn't really a strategy, it's launching. And then in order to launch, you effectively deploy certain strategies. Got it. Yes. And then of those strategies, you have tactics. Right. So it's like underlying, 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 and then we should have results after Exactly. And then you, you measure the effectiveness of the tactics right mm. because that'll let you know if the strategy is on point to hit its target because also each strategy has a goal attached to it right. so as an example let's say you wanted to leverage social media as a strategy right you would have different tactics and you could even like maneuver it to say like um social media is the goal mm-hmm. i'm going to use instagram as a strategy linkedin as a strategy and facebook as a strategy Right. And under that, my Instagram strategy will be to use hashtags and to use social media selling and to use um, the double like and comment str- tactic. Right. That is how that like hierarchy works. Mm-hmm. And then on for your Facebook strategy, it would be the same. Like my Facebook is a strategy. The tactics I'm going to deploy are being in Facebook groups or commenting on people who I want to be my clients, mm-hmm. things like that. Okay. So when you think about launch strategy, I think about it from the perspective of like, in order to launch successfully, right. you have to have people, mm. right? You have to have a plan. So like, what is your actual launch plan? And you okay. have to have a solidified um, program. So like, what are you talking about? on social like what is the program that you're going to use to launch so you understand like what those five points are like i'm not going to go all the way into my right yeah it's okay (laughs) but that was good though thank you you was (laughs) listen i can talk about launch all day okay because y'all be out here like oh yeah selling the dms that's my strategy friend that's my strategy (laughs) Not a stretch. That ain't it. <laughs> it's not it. And then you're like, well, I've been selling, I've been selling in DMs. I sent 30 DMs and I ain't got no calls book. It don't work. Cause it ain't a strategy. Mm. It has to work in conjunction with something else. When you think about a strategy, you have to think about it as like an umbrella. When you think about tactics, they work in conjunction with something else. Got it. Umbrella strategy. Yeah. Got it. The tactics go under the umbrella. It made sense, didn't it? It's like clicking. I, I like that because I am a visual learner. So that was good for me. <laughs> they like it too. <laughs> They're not taking notes, right? Which they should be. Okay. All right. All right, Bree. Um, let's see. You are pioneering, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, maybe sure you are are. that's how you show up in the world (laughs) um do you feel like that has made you made it easier for you or Mm -hmm. do you feel like that has maybe um 
it's been a struggle because you you um want to be so different than everybody else yeah so I definitely feel like it's been a struggle and not because I want to be different from anyone else but because I feel like the vision that I have Mm -hmm. I don't see it happening with anyone else so I don't really have like a roadmap a roadmap Mm -hmm. so sometimes it feels like I'm like in the dark without a flashlight trying to figure it out which is not a feeling that I enjoy at all how do you navigate on that I tend to go by my feelings. So when things feel good, I do more of those. Mm-hmm. When they don't feel good, I do less. Okay. Um, and I like to look at like my data as like a navigation tool. Okay. Um, I do a lot of like market research with my clients. Mm-hmm. I really listen to my clients, which I think is like one of my biggest strong suits is that my clients will tell you like, I'd be all in a business. Like, I be on a Instagram, I be in a DMs. I was recently in a clubhouse room and it was a perfect room for one of my clients. And I sent her the screenshot of the clubhouse room and told her to go join it at like 12 o'clock in the morning. I don't know what is wrong with me, but my commitment to me, <laughs> listen, I, I care so much about them and their success and it shows in everything that I do. And so because of that, I allow that to lead me. I will often ask my clients, like, how do you feel? Do you feel seen? Do you feel served? Do you feel safe? Do you like the curriculum? Is there anything else that I can do, you know, to make it more palatable for you? Especially when you think about launching, because a lot of my clients are not marketing people. They're not strategists. Like, they, they're therapists and career coaches and web designers. Like, they're not marketing strategists. So... I have to listen to them and heed what they say in order to make my services better for them. Because honestly, it doesn't matter if I think the program is good or if I think the service is good, if they're leaving and they still don't know what to do. Like as an example, in my accelerator, um, they were going through the curriculum and uh, they didn't know how to use a lot of the tools that I was recommending. And so instead of me saying like, oh yeah, just go to YouTube and look it up or look at their documentation and like you could figure it out. I recorded videos to show them how to use the tools because I I want you to be successful. Like I have to set you up for success. Right. And so, but that is not something that I've seen done in other programs. And if I had just followed the roadmap that was laid out for me, like my clients would not have gotten the results that they got in because they wouldn't have used the tools because they didn't know how. Right. Got it. Mm, that's good. That's good. Mm. So, <laughs> that, so there must be different qualities of a good coach and a good consultant then. Um, oh, I think so. Mm-hmm. Mm, what would you say like your top two would be? What, no, give me three. Yeah, so I think I can't really speak for anybody else or like any other coach because mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. That's not my business. Right. And I don't mind the business that pays me. Um, but I think that the Let me thing. Reframe the question. What do you What do you feel like um, the three top qualities in your coaching program has mm-hmm. um, probably developed uh, relationships and you've seen the most success from your clients? Yeah, I think that the the big one, honestly, is my core value. Mm. Um, my core value I use as a compass for everything that we do in my business. Um, and it's for everyone who comes in, 
in encounter with us to feel seen, served, and safe. Mm -hmm. So because of that, if ever I feel like someone is not, you know, attending um, the programs on time, or if I feel like they're kind of getting lost, you know, in the program, or they're not getting what they need, we reach out to them. Like we check on them. We don't just let people coast, you know, through our product, through our um, programs or our services, because then you're not seen like you're not served if you're not showing up and there could be reasons why you're not showing up and I want to make sure that you have everything that you need right that's good um I think another one is the fact that I don't show up as like perfect um you know like I curse I you know still twerk on tables when my clients have wins I don't be like oh congratulations like they'd be like yeah girl this happened I'd be like yes baby like I celebrate them I celebrate them in a way that is authentic to me, um, which allows them to build connection with me and to build community with me. A lot of my clients, when they start working with me, they work with me forever. They don't, you know, they don't go anywhere. They move, either move on to like be a retainer client or they join another program or somehow I, you know, get asked to do, to open up one-on-one coaching spots. Like, but my clients, they build connection and build community with me because that is important to me. Mm. Um, And I feel like that is another thing that really like sets me apart because I follow my clients. (laughs) Like I DM them. I care when they birthdays come up or when they have big things happen in their life. Like I'm invested in those things as well. And so I show up for them and I celebrate them in that way. Absolutely. Um, And I think the third thing is that I'm authentic. Mm. Like I don't, I'm not, I don't put on airs or faces or if I'm, if, if it's time for a call and I'm in a house in a sweater, we popping up on a call. I'm not putting on no makeup for a coaching call. Like I ain't doing it. So you, listen, I'll be looking a hot mess sometimes. I'm like, Ooh, listen, you can get the look or you can get the information. Let me know. But every week you ain't getting both friend. Like, And I think the information is more valuable. So I'm not putting on up. Like, I just, I think it's important to just show up and be you. Mm-hmm. And I think that because I do that, like, it gives them permission to show up and be them. And a lot of times my clients are coming from corporate America. So they're looking for permission. <laughs> like. Right. Well, we can go so deep in that. <laughs> That whole permission piece, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother episode. Um, well, I first, I want to thank you so, so much for your time today. Um, it has been a blast. I've learned some things. I hope y'all learn some things and um, let them know how they can get in contact with you, Brianka, um, and all of that. Yeah, so they can follow me on Instagram at the Brianka Johnson. Mm-hmm. They can go to my website, briancajohnson.com, and it's Brianka, B R I A N C A. Um, they can send me an email, hello at briancajohnson.com. Uh, <laughs> it's real easy to find me. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, one last question because mm-hmm. this is Soul Food Sunday. Tell me, what is your favorite soul food dish? So my favorite is when you make the plate of at Thanksgiving okay. and the macaroni and the dressing are kind of like connected and you <laughs> put gravy on top. Baby. That's your thing. That's fire. Fire. Listen, and the dressing better not be dry. 
No, you can't. Because I will talk about you. <laughs> you can't handle dry dressing. No, uh-uh. we can't play that. Mm-mm. Listen, and, and add a little salt, y'all. It's okay. A little salt. Exactly. A little okay. salt. A little salt. <laughs> See, I cook, Brianna. Mm-hmm. I, I cook Brie. So <laughs> this is how really how the show got named Soul Food Sunday because mm-hmm. I usually have friends over. I cook, got whatever. And on top of that, you know, when we're talking about entrepreneurship and feeding people soul, people love soul food right so um i wanted to give um aspiring entrepreneurs and um entrepreneurs that are currently in you know thriving you know a little bit of soul food so thank you so much uh for joining me anytime uh yeah i'm definitely gonna have you back definitely gonna have you back and uh y'all um follow her get in contact with her especially if you are launching something that is your girl okay so uh, we will see you next sunday and in the meantime for the following week make sure you guys are doing what y'all need to do stay (laughs) grinding and love y'all bye Thank you for tuning in to Soul Food Sunday Podcast. I'm your host, Korea, and this is the place where you're going to learn how to think better, how to overcome those nasty negative thoughts, how to really navigate in your zone of genius and figure out what are those blind spots and say, yes, I can still navigate through that too. All right. So one, two, three, let's grow.